Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Village. We are happy that this is a new episode that we've been looking forward to because we have an awesome guest with us. Kristen, who do we have with us? Oh, man. We have a rock star in our midst. Yes! She's not a self-proclaimed rock star either. We just all see it in her. We have one of my favorite people in our church, Natasha Stewart, here with us today. And Natasha um, made a big mistake last year in that she said yes when Jimmy and I asked her to be on a panel for a parenting conference. And y'all, I'm not kidding. She rocked our world. (laughs) And um, the best thing going in that parenting conference by far. And so I said, well, you've messed up now. We know that you have (laughs) things to say. And so here she is. We've roped her in again. Um, But Natasha's here. She's going to tell a little bit of her story. But the reason why we invited her in particular is because she has a different perspective on parenting than we do Mm -hmm. in that she is a single mom. And we've said this so many times, Natasha, on The Mom Village, that single moms are our heroes because you guys are in the trenches. Sometimes it feels like you're alone. But before we get to all that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and who are your people? (laughs) Hi, Mom Village. How is everyone today? So thank you very much, ladies. Um, So my name is Natasha Stewart, and I am a member here at Family Church since 2000, maybe 2001. It's been a long time. Um, I was baptized here. And I attend this church with my family. I was actually introduced to this church by my mom. Wow. And um, she's no longer with us, but I am here still at the church where she brought me. And uh, I was baptized here. I attend church here. I have three children. They are, my oldest is 15. She's a girl. Um, And then my last two are 14 and 11 years old. And we all attend family church together. Um, I am a single mom. Um, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland, and moved really? to Florida. Yes, my parents moved to Florida running from the cold. They came <laughs> when I was three, so I'm pretty much a native now. Um, grew up here with my three brothers and my mom and my dad. And so you're the only girl. I am. I am the <laughs> only girl in a house full of guys. So my household uh, when I was young was pretty stable. We were a family, a, a, a church-going family. Uh, Both my parents were saved and believed in the Lord, loved the Lord, and shared him with us very young. So Mm. I've always had a spiritual connection. I've always been in church, and I've always loved the Lord. Um, But I did get baptized later in life, um, in my teens, actually young young 20s, (laughs) uh, here at Family Church. And so I've been attending here, and I just love it. But tell us... On top of your head, what are some challenges as a single mom that you face every day? As a single mom, the biggest challenge is the feeling of aloneness Mm. and just not having a partner, Mm -hmm. someone who you can bounce, you know, information off of and share feelings with and how experiences were difficult to deal with. 
And woo, we got through that. You know, I, I did I did get to experience that while we were married, while we were together, before I was separated. But being separated and being on my own after that was a very, very big challenge for me. Um, I had to learn to look at parenting differently because it was just ingrained in me that it was going to be this way for a long time with mm-hmm. a partner. So when when we were separated, that was that was a very big challenge for me. And let me ask you, how long were you married? For the listeners that don't know, she was married and she was no longer married. How, how long did you marry? So I got married in 2009. We were together for two years and then... We were separated, mm. and we were separated for a total of eight years, and that was a really tough time, and it was so long because of the challenge that I felt and faced with making the decision to actually end the relationship. Mm-hmm. He walked away from the relationship and didn't put forth the action to finalize that. Mm. Yeah. And I struggled with doing that myself. Mm. Just, I knew, well, I think I learned eventually through divorce care that it was okay for me to file for a divorce, but it was not a term that I could come to grips with. And it was not something that I could pull myself up to do. Mm. And yes, I had hopes that we would get back together, but that's not what it was about. It was about me sticking to my vows I made a vow to him and to the Lord to be in this relationship until death did us part. And he just broke it off for no apparent reason without any ability to reconcile any conversation or anything like that. There was just no uh, conversation. It was just very abrupt. And to my understanding, Natasha, he was a very present father. Yes. So he was a really good father to the to the kids in terms of being present. Yes, he definitely stayed present in our kids' lives. Um, he <laughs> he managed getting them to school and mm-hmm. picking them up from school every day. And he, you know, took them out and he did little outings with them. He was very much attendant, um, in attendance with them and all of their activities. So mm-hmm. he was very much a parent. Uh, it was just our relationship struggled. Yeah. Okay. Well, Natasha, can you share with us um, just some of the different communities that you have found that have been vital for your kids and for their development during this time? Yeah. So definitely, first and foremost, it's been family and friends. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. found that with my family and with my friends, they've been they've been rock stars <laughs> <laughs> with with helping me scoot through life and manage life. And that included his family, my in-laws, you know, just stepping in, stepping up and being present sometimes when he wasn't able to be present. Um, But then also I find that in church and at school, those were really good communities for our family too. Um, My church family here at Family Church downtown has been wonderful. It's been just a real cohesive place where we could come and be a part of something something bigger than what I ever thought it would be. I, honestly, I've, I've attended churches before coming here, and I've never felt so grounded than since coming to Family Church. Um, our pastors here know my family. They know my children. They get involved. They dig in deep. And they come alongside us, they rejoice with us, they've mourned with us, 
And it's just been a community that I could rely on for a very long time. And I mean, my kids are growing up here. So there's a level of comfort that uh, makes it all worthwhile. So, so one, you know, one of the things that you mentioned previously is divorce care. Mm-hmm. And so can you talk to our listeners about that? What do you even mean by divorce care? And how has the, what, what is the relationship between divorce care and the church? Yeah, sure. So as I said before, it was difficult for me to um, realize my role, my responsibility as a wife, as a woman, and how I should move forward when we were separated. Mm -hmm. And at the time of our separation, I was involved in a women's group here as a small group on Sunday mornings. And (laughs) the ladies in that group could sense that I was going through something, that I was struggling with something. And so they said to me, you know, there's another small group here that is probably better for you in this time. It's called Divorce Care. It's right across the hall. And maybe you should check it out. Divorce Care is a small group class with leaders who talk you through and walk with you through the steps of separation. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I didn't know that. And the word divorce in divorce care really scared me. It took two years for me to actually walk over to the class. So I I struggled for two years. And it was when I was unable to actually function. It was affecting my work. It was affecting my sleep and how I interacted with people that I realized, I think I need some help. Let's go see what this is about. I went over to divorce care and, oh, it it was a blessing in disguise. The word... Divorce care does sum up everything that that class is, but I think it's a little intimidating. The class is a 13-week-long class with leaders in it who, by the way, all experience a separation from a loved one in some way, shape, or form, whether it be (laughs) through death, but mostly through divorce. And um, so they've experienced the walk that the class members are actually walking through and they have um, a lot of knowledge and wisdom and so experience to be able to help you walk through what you're walking through. And the 13 weeks are divided up into different um, aspects of your life, like finances, reconciliation, forgiveness, um, and many other topics that one would experience as they're separated or going through a divorce from a loved one. And so I attended that class, and the kicker is I attended that class seven times because (laughs) (laughs) it went for 13 weeks, and we had spring and fall classes here at this church that were offered, and luckily for me, the same leaders led the church and were willing to come back time after time. And so each time the class members were different. But the book was the same, and I found that as I repeated the class, I was in a different step of my Mm. process of being separated. And so chapter 10 felt different this time around Mm -hmm. as opposed Mm -hmm. to the last time. So I actually went through the course um, seven times, and I, I just really loved it. I found that it helped me through a lot of the difficulties that I was experiencing. It helped me to accept the place that I was in with love and with scripture to support the things that needed to be done as far as raising my children, setting a good example, and being a mom who separated um, and headed towards divorce. So it was really, really good. And it's it was free of charge. 
the leaders were so good in making sure that everyone felt safe, information remained confidential. The group experience was awesome because it also helped to foster new relationships. So that was the catalyst to me meeting a lot more people here at the church. A lot of my needs were learned in that class. And, you know, as these, and not just mine, but everybody in the class, you know, what they needed was coming out through our conversation every week. And we got to know and learn how we could support one another, another, how we could help one another. And at that time of my separation, since it was still brand new, I mean, it was two years in, but it was still brand new. um, I needed help and guidance with finances. And so they were like, hey, we've got somebody here for that. (laughs) And there it went. I was introduced to Ron Hayhurst. Mm. (laughs) We all know Ron. Love Ron Hayhurst. Yes, definitely. He has been so great. And just, you know, when I was introduced to him, they told me that he could help me with anything financially related. So whatever you need, just talk to Ron. I'm like, okay. And I met with Ron and it was exactly as they said. And we uh, were able to organize and he helped me to manage moving forward how I would manage my finances. Mm-hmm. So tell us tell us what are different communities that you have found that are vital for your kids. Because you you talk you were talking right now about some of the Bible studies and the main community of the church, they were vital for you, which I love hearing you talk about how every class and everything is just it's just been a challenge, but yet so fruitful for you. But what are those communities? We know the church, but they're vital for your kids as a single mom. So definitely my family. Uh, my family has been a very helpful community and my friends um, I I actually have a few friends who are single moms too, mm. who are also Christians. And so having them as partners has been very helpful because our children have now become friends and have experienced a lot of um, developmental Growth. developmental yeah. growth, mm-hmm. yes, uh, <laughs> together. And, you know, that's whether it be through school, with music, with church, and through church, uh, and different events and things like that. So those communities have been very, very strong for me. And also, I'd like to add that school school has helped. So I guess in the arts, too, because we, we've seen how your kids, I know your kids also play instruments because mm-hmm. they have played with my husband yeah. in the orchestra, and they're very talented. Um, so how the arts um, have been part of you guys' life and your children's life? So I always knew that I wanted my children to learn to play an instrument. I, I grew up learning uh, piano, and that migrated over to the clarinet. So I played the clarinet through middle school and high school, but that was it. But I still had a love for it. And um, when they were going into elementary school, I just knew that I wanted them to be able to learn to play an instrument. And as a single mom, I knew that it was going to be difficult for me to afford private lessons like I had. So when I learned about the ability for them to be in a school where they could learn to play, I just sought out the different schools that offered it Mm -hmm. and really and truly just chose the school that they went to based on that. And it ended up being such a blessing because they were actually pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so the blessing also that has come from them being in uh, playing instruments has been that it's something that I could do with them. Being a single mom, it was difficult for me to put them in sports. So I couldn't get them involved in a lot of um, recreational sports 
outside of school, you mm-hmm. know, in the neighborhood and in communities that we um, go to. Uh, it So it allowed for me to be able to partner with them and help them to be involved in community um, things that were, you know, extracurricular. Yeah, and this is something you do and you know. So it has also like brought like um, like a family time together. Oh, yes. Because Definitely. it's something that you can connect with them on a different level. Yeah. Okay. Well, Natasha, you know, I've had the privilege of, um, I think in it might be kindergarten, I've had at least two of your babies um, here at the church in the kindergarten class. And I've often bragged a lot about your children. And um, so therefore, I'm bragging about you and the job that you have done as a single mom. But can you tell us a little bit more about your babies? This is this is a time that we want you to brag on your babies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Kira. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah. So we want to know their names, ages, and something super special about, about each, each one, one of them. them. Yeah. And if there's more than one thing, go for it, Mama. This is your time. Because <laughs> they are. I mean, <laughs> They're amazing. I, I brag on your daughter all the time, honestly. <laughs> all the time. Well, she is something. <laughs> Let me tell you. She is a blessing from the Lord. And, and they all are, but she's something else. My daughter is my oldest. She's Hadia Stewart, and she's 15 years old. She was baptized here as well. She's been attending here with me, and she is just a blessing. She wants nothing but to please me. She's a hard worker who gets all A's all of the time. Wow. <laughs> I just, I, I never have to, you know, get involved with getting on top of her to do anything. She's motivated and driven to just get everything done. Um, She is very talented. She has absorbed playing her instrument so much so that she loves it and, you know, is determined to practice all the time. What does she play? She plays the upright bass, string bass. She's a cool chick. (laughs) She is a cool chick. Um, She's doing very well on it. Uh, I have some bragging rights because she was first chair bass player in the state. <gasps> yep. Wow. Awesome, guys. She had her gorgeous picture in yes. the King's Academy. Oh, yeah. Remember, I took a picture. I was yeah. like, Mama, look at this. Like, you, like you didn't know. My husband <laughs> is a musician. That's a big deal. Awesome. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a big it, deal. Awesome. It was a big deal for me to even experience that with her. Mm. Um, we went up to Tampa where they did the All-State Orchestra and they do a audition for a seating placement and you know, it was nothing. She did her thing, and we were dismissed and told to come back at a certain time. And when we came back in, when she walked into the room, the uh, the lady there who was managing the orchestra for the director, the conductor, says, and here comes our first bass player. Oh. And everybody started clapping, oh. and she was just so shocked and thrilled. But it was it was a wonderful experience, and I'm just so proud of her. Her next in line is my first son, Tristan, who is 14 mm-hmm. years old. And he, too, is a little talented one. He plays the viola. Oh, and while nice. he'll probably prefer to do something else, he really, <laughs> when you watch him play, really looks like he's enjoying it. It's just so funny. Um, but he he is another one, too, who is a blessing in my heart and to my family. I do want to get off track with him because one of the things that I have experienced recently with him is that his care and concern for others is just so far, I think, beyond his age and maturity. 
Um, I take care of my father right now, and Tristan has been so helpful and so considerate in helping me to help my dad. Mm -hmm. And it's just been such a blessing to watch and just see him, um, you know, mature into this this young man. Mm. Or a kid of his age. Yeah. yeah. And Tristan is a Renaissance man because not only does he play the, do we say viola? Is yeah. that what you said? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not a Renaissance woman, apparently. <laughs> um, but he's a stud athlete too, yeah. isn't he? Oh, yes. So he's He's discovered sports. He started track and field last year and um, football, and it's been determined that he's pretty good. (laughs) And let me just say, side note, I was at the mom's clinic for the football team with King's Academy a couple weeks ago, and I saw where Tristan got his skills because Natasha and I were there together because our (laughs) sons play, and we had this one drill where she had to be the defensive girl or, or no, you were, she was offense, and this other mom was trying to tackle her, and and Natasha was like, eat my dust. (laughs) She wasn't having it. So Tristan got some footwork from his mama. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So my last one, my last little blessing is Keelan. He is 11 years old, and he plays the violin. So we've got a nice little yeah, family yeah. band. <laughs> <laughs> we can all play together. And that's another thing about how the arts has blessed us. Just being able to play together mm-hmm. sometimes has that's been awesome. really, really great. Uh, so, yeah, he is amazing, too. He's he's my little, my little independent. And that's so hard to grasp because he's my last one. And it's just like, oh, no, there's nothing more for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, can I can I ask you a question that we didn't ask you beforehand that we've asked you in the parenting conference and I, and I want to talk about this as we wrap up session 1. We have so much more for part 2. Um talk to us a little bit about how you pray. We you remember when we talked about this in the parenting conference? Yes. That this this is struck me so much like how you pray for for your children. Okay. So Of course, we all pray and have prayers for our children, and I do this every night. I pray for my children, but for me, what I've included with praying for my children in all aspects of their life, talking marriage and, and, you know, things to come, I pray for me and the Lord's guidance and favor for me to be their mom. I pray for him to come alongside me and to give me the right things to say and to recognize, you know, what things they might be missing with not having a father present. So a lot of the prayer that I I send up every night has to do with God just helping me to be a better mom and to be a, a mom who fully enwraps, you know, just wraps them with everything that they need as a single mom. Mm-hmm. I was so struck by that, ladies, whenever she shared that in the parenting conference, because that spoke to me as a mom, not a single mom, but yeah, just universal. so many times we're like, Lord, help our kids not to do this, and they're struggling with this, and they're you know, having a heart, but, that, but to remember to pray for wisdom really is mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's praying, Lord, change me. Help me to have the eyes to see. Help me to have the wisdom to speak the words that you would want my children to say. And um, he does that for you. And we know that he's answering those prayers, Natasha, because the three of us get to see those prayers Mm -hmm. in action. When your family walks 
into church on Sundays, it is a blessing. Mm-hmm. When their teachers see them coming into class, they are excited to see your kids. When I see you coming into church, I'm excited to see you. That's not by accident. That is through a lot of prayers that you have ushered up for your family and the work that you do day in and day out as a single mom to ensure that your kids know that you love and believe God's Word Mm -hmm. and that you love and believe in them because of who God is making them to be. And it's so evident, and that's why we've invited you here. And so I can't wait for our listeners to hear more from you in part two. And what you just said just struck me. Thank you for asking that because you just said that you pray that the Lord reveals in you what are those areas that their absent father in the life don't have that you can help them to. And then that's something that us moms that we're that we have and like we have a husband, we don't worry about that stuff and we don't understand mm-hmm. because we have a husband or somebody that is fulfilling that area. So you just you just revealed to me, you know, that's an area that a single mom prays about all the time. Not only um, like you share um, loneliness and the fact that I that I can share my ups and downs when I come home, but also those areas in my kids' lives that I know mm-hmm. that they're, you know, that they need. But we have so much more for you, ladies and listeners, um, with Natasha. But you're gonna have to stay with part two because <laughs> we have more um, questions to ask. Um, but we're gonna sign out and stay tuned for part two with single moms. And we're gonna sign out with Miss Natasha. Ready? One, two, three. Bye. Bye.